Good evening. Today I'm speaking to Nathan. Hi, Nathan. Do you want to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hello. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, my name is Nathan Scammell. I'm a fantasy author and my first book, Escape from Arcadia, comes out on the 1st of May. The, um, in fact, actually, the paperback is out now, but the ebook comes out on the 1st of May. And for those who haven't seen it, I've got a, it's my author copy. <laughs> um, did you always want to be a writer? Um, kind of. I always wanted to write for video games. I always wanted to like write the stories in computer games and stuff like that. And just growing up, I never, that's, that's what I always wanted to do. But when I kind of went to work, I started working uh, as the um, become a manager there and then kind of couldn't afford to leave or pursue anything. <laughs> kind of got caught in the golden handcuffs of, uh, of work. Um, and then when I left ASDA, I decided to start my own business, uh, which was going to be a bookshop with a coffee shop in uh, so people could come and read, have a coffee um, and kind of relax. But then COVID hit. <laughs> um, I had kind of everything all planned out. I had the premises where I was going to go. I had kind of everything. And then um, it all kind of fell through. So I had um, 3,000 secondhand books delivered to my house. Well, I say house, my one-bedroom flat. So um, when I when I managed to finally sell the, the mountain of books I had at home through kind of eBay, which was a lot harder than I expected it to be, um, I kind of decided, right, what do I want to do? And then I kind of thought back and, I, you know, I've always wanted to write and I've had this idea for a story and now is kind of the perfect chance. And if I don't do it now, I'll never do it. And then I'm always going to regret not doing it. Um, is the uh, bookshop and coffee shop idea something you're going to pick up again? Probably not now. I Because I, I that was kind of, I've always had a kind of a business mind. Um, I've always wanted to run my own business. Um, and But now that I've kind of gone self-publishing with my books, or book, my book is my business, and I really get a kick out of writing, and, you know, I, I get excited over it, and I never get excited over anything. Um, I'm very kind of deadpan, kind of <laughs> flatline, but, you know, I've, I'm, I'm loving what I'm doing at the minute, so this is what I want. I, it took me 30 years, you know, I'm 31 now, and I finally found out, right, this is what I want to do. Oh, brilliant. Um, and what made you choose fantasy as your genre? So I, fantasy is the 90% of the books I read are fantasy. I grew up with Harry Potter, you know, he was like the same age as me. So Harry Potter was a big influence on me as a kid. Lord of the Rings, loved the movies, loved the book. Um, and then I kind of got into reading uh, Wheel of Time uh, Mistborn and all the other the big epic fantasies and I well so I always thought that's where I want to write and now I've started writing it and I am enjoying writing it and now I'm thinking I want to kind of write horror as well so I've kind of but I, I haven't read much horror to be fair so I've bought a few um, bought a few Stephen King books to read up on it so I may branch out into something else but only once I finish my fantasy uh, trilogy so yeah that's my next question um is it a series you're writing so it's a trilogy of plans yeah so yeah it is a, it is a trilogy this is book one escape from arcadia 
Then book two is going to be called Return to Arcadia, I think. And then book three working title is uh, Rise of Arcadia. Um, do you find it more difficult to come up with character names and place names when you're writing fantasy? Kind, kind of. I, I spent about a couple of hours a long time ago just kind of, and I've got a little book full of weird names that I found in a baby book, baby names book. I've kind of jotted down loads of men's names and loads of women's names. So anytime I need a character name now, I kind of pull out the drawer, look in the book. Oh yeah, I got. I can use this name. Um, so I've got like a little cheat sheet of weird fancy <laughs> names. And also, I, I play a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, and I kind of speak to people that I've played with, and I say, "Can I use your character's name in my book?" So a lot of people, because they, you know, they always come up with like really good fantasy names. Um, so a lot of the people that I've played Dungeons and Dragons with, they'll notice their characters are in the book <laughs> at some point. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> um. And you said about um, writing for games. Is that something you'd still like to do or is it now just books? Yeah, again, I would have to start from the bottom because right? you can't maybe. No, yeah, I, I, I want to work for myself and I want to carry on with the novels and I'm enjoying the novels. I, I wouldn't like because if I was to work for a game company writing video games, I would have to write what they wanted me to write, whereas I am enjoy my freedom of writing whatever I want to write too much you know so I'd, I'd like to keep it that way now. <laughs> um, if you were to put yourself in your novels would you get on with your main characters? No um, mainly because I'm a bit of a dick if I'm honest <laughs> I mean, he would just he would just you know get on my nerves a bit like just enjoy because it's all about he wants freedom and he wants to get out and stuff and I'd kind of just be like no just relax you know <laughs> let's just take five let's just chill out we, we're happy with what we got you know let's take a load off. <laughs> um, is there any book in all of history that you'd like to be a character in yourself? Probably Harry Potter um you know i would like to go even though they kind of it's very dangerous for children and they have no kind of health and safety regulations i'd still like to go to hogwarts um to learn how to use magic and and um just be part of that world because i think that would be pretty awesome yeah me too absolutely no question yeah yeah i mean it's just awesome and you know you can cheat with little things that you can't do in a real world so yeah why wouldn't you want to go to Hogwarts and, and I would be like the ultimate lazy person with I'd use magic for everything you know like the <laughs> the Weasleys have got like the pans washing up for themselves I'd, I'd be like that in the house like clean kitchen clean the living room <laughs> use your wand to bring something from the other side yeah, of the room yeah, yeah. Open the fridge and bring a beer out with the wand <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, yeah, that would be the dream, wouldn't it? ACO beer. And <laughs> just the beer flies out of the fridge. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd, ne I'd never leave this chair. <laughs> yeah. I was, well, you might have to if Voldemort suddenly decides to come out and attack again. I'd offer him a beer. He'd probably get over it. Why <laughs> <laughs> are you getting yourself worked up for, Voldemort? We can get beer without moving. <laughs> we can do whatever we want, just to sit down and chill for a bit. <laughs> Oh, I love if anyone has never read or watched Harry Potter that has no clue what we're talking about. <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> um, 
uh, at least we can say his name anyway. At least, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, we're brave. We can yeah. say Voldemort. <laughs> we're not scared of him. <laughs> um, do you get a chance to read much? Uh, yeah, I, I kind of, I find it hard to read while I'm writing. Otherwise, I project what I'm reading into the book um, that I'm writing. So I kind of try to avoid it when I'm intensely writing. Um, one of the, the things is um, I was reading Wheel of Time, rereading Wheel of Time, because uh, it's one of my favourites. And my character in my book is called Cad or Cadric. And the main character of Wheel of Time is called Rand. And I found myself kept writing Rand instead of Cad, even though they're kind of not very similar um, they're not alike or anything it's just because I had that name in my head I, you know I, I, I cross it out and... <laughs> um, and um, have you always only read fantasy or have you read other genres I, I've, I've read other genres um, but not in the capacity that I've read fantasy um, just looking over on my bookshelf now I got a couple of sci-fi I like a bit of sci-fi um I don't do romance. Um, I don't. I don't do erotica. Um, I only read the dirty pages of Fifty Shades of Grey and skimmed over the rest because it was at the time. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it. And now I'm starting to get into a bit of horror. Um, I wrote. I read a action like a thriller, uh, which I'm going to start reading more of as well. Um, I read a Don't Blink by James Patterson, and it was in. I found it strange because I've never, it was the first time I've read a, a whole novel that was in a first person perspective. And I've never read a whole novel like that before. So I, at first I found it weird, but I got into it and I started to enjoy it. Yeah, his books are great. And Stephen King's. Yeah. Yeah, I've read loads. Loads. <laughs> um, who would be the author that you would like to spend a day with, dead or alive, if you had a chance? Oh, um, I'm kind of torn on this one between, I would like to speak to Tolkien because he's kind of like the, the grandfather of all fantasy novels. Um, but I also would like to speak to Brandon Sanderson because his, like, the things that he thinks of and the things that he creates, the worlds that he creates are amazing. And I think that in just an hour, I could learn so much from him. And um, I would come back like a much more knowledgeable person and it would like really help me. Uh, is that the biggest difference in fantasy and that sort of thing is the world building compared to say crime or yeah. romance? Yeah, so I use a website called World Anvil and you, create, you can create the world on there. Um, and it just gives you a understanding because I, obviously I, I just write, I don't plan anything. I just write. Um, but I found that I was tripping over myself and getting lost. So I just made a map and stuck it on World Anvil. And then, you know, who lives where, what's just so I can keep up to track with the characters and where they're going. Cause otherwise they just get lost. And I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> Um, and throughout your series, uh, you plan in, um, have you got a list of characters and everything so you know where you are when you get to the last book? No, 
I don't. Um, I, I, I didn't know the ending of the first book until I wrote it um, because I wasn't sure how I was going to end it. I, I have a pretty good idea how I'm going to end the third book. Um, the second one, I'm not so sure about. I know kind of, I was, I was talking to a friend about it today. I, I know what needs to happen in the book, but I also need to figure out what the standalone story is going to be in the book. Otherwise, it's just going to be kind of a bit of filler and pointless. Um, so a bit like Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, for instance, you know, he, he had the battle with the past Tom Riddle and beat the Basilisk. Um, so that story was contained and finished with, but, you know, you still had Voldemort's return. You still had, so I, I need to figure the middle, you know, the, um, the story of the second book. And then the th hopefully the third book will come quickly once I've done that. It's just a... Um, I read a lot of crime and a lot of crime authors tell me that the crime author community is really supportive. Have you made friends um, in the author community and is it the same? Uh, I, I have made so many friends in the author community and I've never known a community to be so helpful and giving as the author community. I started off kind of tentatively looking in groups and stuff and I'd comment every now and then. And then um, Pro Writing Aid held a Fantasy Writers Week. And so I joined because Fantasy Writer and it was and it was free. <laughs> and um, I, I learned so much and I networked with a lot of people. And I thought this is my opportunity to meet kind of like-minded authors. And yeah, now I've got a list, a, such a comprehensive list. And I'm actually a moderator of the Fantasy Writers Group for Pro Writing Aid because of that, because I networked so much and I really enjoyed it. Um, and then I started getting into World Anvil and I've networked with a load of people in World Anvil. And now one of my best friends is actually someone I met through World Anvil, um, whose name is uh, Jamie Buckley or Jamie Buckley, who writes A Wanted Hero. Um, and his artwork is incredible. Um, and he's helped me so much. Um, again, all just kind of to just to be helpful, not to, you know, not for anything. And then um, Pro Writing Aid actually held a Crime Writers Week last week, I think it was. And I, I joined just because it's kind of good to learn outside your genre. And again, such a supportive and such a helpful community. I didn't network as much in that one because I was so busy. But, you know, it's, you know, it's so easy to kind of make, make friends in the author community um, because everybody's just, you know, you're not, you're not competing against each other, even though, you know, you're all writing fantasy. Your, your target audience isn't going to be someone who buys one book a year. So you, you don't have to kind of like, this is mine, this is mine. You can share and you can help and it won't impact your sales or, you know, if anything, it will help them because you become like affiliated with other authors and stuff. So um, I think that's why the author community is so helpful and friendly. Yeah, it is amazing. Even for readers, actually, it's it's nice to be involved. Uh, do you get much feedback from readers? No, not yet, because um, the book only came out today, really. So it, it got released for sale yesterday, and then the deliveries would have come out today. Um, but my, I've had beta readers and some ARC readers, and the feedback's been really good from them. And, you know, it makes me like, do a little happy dance sort of thing um, to know that people are enjoying it. And I've already... And, you know, people are asking for signed copies even after they've read it, which makes me happy. 
and um yeah and, and people asking for when's the next one out when's the next one out you know it, it, it is really good yep you're gonna have to get used to that i think <laughs> i hope so huh. <laughs> um i forgot what i was gonna ask you then oh uh, what's the most interesting thing you found doing research for your books interesting thing you found in research I'm not a big, so I, there is a big thing in in um, the author community where people research like crazy things, kind of particularly in crime, because it's like, you know, how, you know, when they're Googling, like how long does it take for blood to drain from <laughs> from a body and stuff and make them look like serial killers? But I kind of, I don't really do research like that. I kind of, because my world is fantasy, I just kind of make it up. I don't really care that it's anatomically correct or anything. I just kind of, I just go with it and chuck it in even if it doesn't <laughs> if it doesn't work um but in answer to the question I I couldn't give yeah I'm, I'm not one of those authors that look up like crazy wild things no I did I did I just remembered I looked up is it possible for a sword like how how much strength do you have to put in a sword to cut like arms and stuff off to, to know if that was physically possible or is it just something you see in movies? You know, does it need to be a certain, but apparently you can. <laughs> so yeah. it's quite easy. <laughs> yeah, if it's sharp enough and the person's strong enough, then yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. You must still need to do a little bit of research, yeah. even though most of it's made up. There must be some. Yeah. They, um, always remember. <laughs> um, what's your biggest dream as an author? biggest dream so my biggest one it sounds silly well it's not silly but it's to just walk into Waterstones and pick my book up from the shelf and just be like oh look this is my book um I would love to make a living off it I have lots of money <laughs> from writing and the other one what was the other one it was a little one I would just call it that. <laughs> um, yeah, the the Waterstones and the I, I don't know why Waterstones. It's the main one in the UK. Um, it'd just be like awesome to see my book on the shelf. Yeah, I think that's what everyone wants, isn't it? If I ever write a book, I'd love to go in a shop and see it there. So I'd be one of those pain in the asses as well. I'd like linger around, and then if someone picks it up, I'll be like, oh, I can sign that for you if you want. <laughs> I wrote that. Did you? I wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> just every day just be a real loser and just go stand there and linger <laughs> until banned. I got kicked out and banned yeah. <laughs> yeah I have a feeling this may have been done before <laughs> so after you've written your trilogy are you thinking of going straight into horror or you're going to have a break or you're going to write standalones? I've got a few projects on the go at the moment, quite a few plates spinning. So I'm currently building a website that is um, sci-fi stories for children. Um, so it's called uh, The Bed, no, The Universe Under the Be My Bed. And it's written in second person. So it's the child is the hero of the story. So it's like, you do this, you do that and you see this um and so what it is it's like there's a solar system under their bed um that father time takes them to and then they can go to each planet and each planet has its own kind of weird laws and stuff 
but also each planet is got a dedicated age range for readers. So the the first planet, which is called Pantania, um, is for like three to five year olds for their parents to help them read. Um, so it's like the basic stuff. Um, and in that universe, kind of, <laughs> so they, they wear their pants on their heads and their socks on their hands. And it kind of, so and like part of the story, and the parents will hate me for this, but in, in the beginning, it's like, oh, you know, you don't want to walk in like you are because you will look strange to them. So you need to put your disguise on, get your pants on your head, get your socks on your hands, and then we can go into this world and explore and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and then, but as it gets older, and this was the main aim of the series is I wanted to tackle kind of not adult themes, but things that, especially me as a father, find difficult to talk to children about that shouldn't be difficult to talk about. So trying to normalize things like um, disabilities, um, sexual orientation, and uh, just things like that, that, you know, it is normal and we should, it's just part of life. And that I'm trying hard to build that into the stories um, to try and help kids understand um, things like mental illness. So I, I suffer a lot with mental illness and I really find it hard telling my kids about it. Um, and they kind of pick up on certain things, but I kind of, I find it hard to have the conversation, but I have told them in through a story about depression and stuff like that. You know, it's, um because i it's the shadow that comes over the brain and makes you feel sad and stuff and there's nothing magical about it so like the the wizards and stuff you know they it's not from their world it's not from the universe under the bed it's it's from earth and just just to try and make it relevant to the children in hopes that they can for for parents like me who find it hard to talk about these things they can kind of the the children will read the stories and if one out of a hundred children think oh i think I can relate like my my dad or my mum kind of sounds like this um that that's the aim of it anyway that sounds absolutely incredible and i will be keeping an eye on that and advertising it as much as possible when you finish it because that sounds amazing oh that's awesome thank you um, how many kids have you got and how old are they uh, i've got two kids um my boy is eight and my daughter is five Oh, little and still. Yeah, and they got a, they, they, they're my dedication in the book as well. So the, the dedication page, I did it to them because they are my biggest fans. And um, so my boy always talks about how I'm going to sell millions of books. And when I when I sell a million books, I can buy him an Xbox. It's, that's the uh, that's the plan. Priorities for kids. <laughs> they know that. <laughs> um, and would you want them to read your books when they're old enough? Yeah, uh, th there's there's a little there's a little bit of swearing in this book, I, I, like only a little tiny bit, and there is there is one scene that made me uncomfortable writing it, and but apparently it's not too bad. Like there's the feedback because I I was kind of because it's a young adult novel, and I was worried have I gone too dark in this in this section, um, but the feedback I've got is no, it's not too dark. <laughs> So I'm a bit relieved of that. Um, but there is there is something that's going to happen in the second book that has to happen that is going to be difficult to write as well, which I don't really... So it answers the question that I, I do. Yeah, they, they will read it. 
Hopefully it yeah. doesn't scar them too much anyway. <laughs> if I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sneak a copy into my boy's school bag. So when he goes to school and he's like showing all the kids and stuff, maybe they'll tell their dads to buy them or something, or their mums to oh my friend's got a book. <laughs> dad wrote. Well, you might be able to talk to the schools and get them in there anyway. So well, always... yeah, these, I, these ones probably not, but when well the um the universe under the bed, it started as a book, but then I thought it would be better as an interactive website. Um so you don't have, but maybe, you know, down the line, there'll be novels or something associated with the universe and stuff like that, you know, make it multi-platform sort of thing. It's one of those yeah. ones that just keep growing and growing. Yeah, that, it sounds like you've got loads of scope with that to do all sorts. So, and schools especially um, could use it. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I hope um, it does brilliantly. Thank you. Um, so what do you like to do when you're not writing? I So I play the Xbox like my children. I'm very childish. Um, and then I've got a husky. You can kind of see him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's asleep at the moment. But he's a, he's a pain in the ass and he takes a lot of, uh, you know, he, he always needs attention. Um, so we always go out for walks twice a day and quite a lot of, we have quite a lot of fun, um, and that that is about it. I, I lead a very simple life. I, you know, walk twice a day with the dog and play with the kids and play the Xbox and write. <laughs> it sounds like bliss to me. <laughs> um, so post lockdown, you have a concert you can go to, um, and an event you can go to, um. And then any other thing of your choice to do, what would you like to do? Well, I wouldn't like to go to a concert because I'm miserable and I hate people. <laughs> you know, I, I, just the thought of being surrounded by loads of people all shouting and dancing would annoy me. <laughs> Working so, in retail does that to you, doesn't it? <laughs> it's your people forever. <laughs> um, I guess I would like to get to more kind of, and this is more for self-promotion is like book events and stuff like that. Um, Cause I never been to one as a reader. Um, so I guess now is probably a good time to start going to them as writers um, and try and just get the word out and kind of interact with readers and other writers and stuff again, network. Cause it does get quite, it's quite a lonely business of writing. I know, I know I said, I don't like people, but you know, when you're sat in the house, five days a week with no no uh, seven days a week with no adult um interaction it does get a bit lonely at times <laughs> so it would be nice to get out and see some people um and what about um is there any countries you'd like to visit um i would yeah so <laughs> new zealand is on my list um i've never been abroad before so um it would be an adventure, but New Zealand, and that's only because they filmed Lord of the Rings there and it's really beautiful. And I, I would love to just go there for a, a kind of a week and just with my laptop and just write out in a field where you can see all the mountains and stuff. So I think that would be pretty inspirational. And, um, but apart from that, I'm not a big, I don't have much wanderlust. Um, I've kind of booked a little getaway in June, which is, um, it's just a hotel a bit further up in England and um, where I'm just going to lock myself in the room for three days without a phone, without a laptop 
and just rest and kind of <laughs> block the world out and just relax. I've, I've that's more of my holiday than a you know than a getaway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't blame you. <laughs> um, who was your first celebrity crush? Uh, oh, that's a tough one. I can't remember if it was Angelina Jolie or Jennifer Aniston. It might have been both of them at the same time. Um, and then I remember Brad Pitt dumping Jennifer Aniston for Angelina Jolie and thinking he was the luckiest man in the world because he had <laughs> both women that I absolutely adored. Um, Angelina Jolie because she was in Tomb Raider as well. So um, that was my, yeah, I'm pretty sure they were my first celebrity crushes. They're both still hot now as well, though, aren't they? Yeah, they are, yeah. I don't know how they do it. Jennifer Aniston <laughs> hasn't actually aged, I don't think, since... No, she's in her 50s. My yeah. God. Yeah. Yes, that's what being rich does, I don't know. <laughs> um, is there any book you wish you'd written? Um... Well, you know, I, I wish I'd written Harry Potter so I'd have the millions. Um, but, you know, apart from that, no, there's not um, in that because I've enjoyed reading them and they've been a bit of an inspiration to me. So I probably, even though I, obviously I would have been much more successful if I had wrote Harry, uh, Harry Potter, but, you know, the, it's given me inspiration to write my own. And so I'd, I'd like to say... I'm glad I've wrote my book. It's, you know, that's the right attitude. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's your biggest fear, and would you write about it? Biggest fear. Um, biggest fear. I get it, it'd be something rubbish. You know, it's not uh, like giant spiders or anything. It'd be something like <laughs> loneliness or something like that. Um, and then again, it's not really a fear. It's just something I don't want. Um, but and I would actually, if there was something, especially like I said, I like to write, or I would. I have been thinking about writing some horror. So if there was something, and that, that that's another project that I'm just on the start of now. It was um, it's less about writing, and it was going to be a YouTube channel um, called. <laughs> called less <laughs> I don't know if we allowed to swear on you but it's called let's piss off ghosts and <laughs> it's basically taking like Ouija boards and stuff into cemeteries and doing all the things that they tell you you mustn't do with a Ouija board you know don't count backwards from 10 don't invite spirits into your home and stuff like that <laughs> um, I did a, I did a short video on my Facebook where we we went into the bathroom and called Bloody Mary but nothing happened <laughs> except for I banged the bath to make a loud banging noise <laughs> um, but it's just going to be a bit like that and just you know to take the take the piss of it and have a bit of fun with it and have people on the edge of their seats like oh we shouldn't be doing that <laughs> and then if I if I die because a demon gets me then then you know <laughs> and there we go you know <laughs> yeah I'm sure your kids would be thrilled when they find yeah. out that you died because you're messing with stuff you shouldn't be <laughs> Oh well, yeah! I wake up in the morning and see my daughter's head spinning around three sixty. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Probably best not. <laughs> just in case, you know. I'm sure it's fine, but you know, just in case. <laughs> Send her back to her mother's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, you'd, you'd be dead anyway then. Yeah, yeah. If you sent her with her head on back to front, you would yeah. be a dead man. <laughs> yeah, the mother would kill me, <laughs> let alone the ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. <laughs> Just friendly advice, really. <laughs> um, is there peri- any period in time you'd like to go back to? Um, <laughs> no. And technology, I can't do without a warm house. And, you know, everybody says, you know, they'd love to go back to like the Middle Ages and stuff like that. But, you know, you're, you're crapping in a bucket and I just couldn't deal with that. And, you know, everybody would smell because there's no showers. So I'm quite happy being in the present. I, I would go back a week or something just to put the right lottery numbers on. But I wouldn't like to go to a to a history in time because it would be smelly and uncomfortable. <laughs> See, this is my theory, and this to me is the right answer, especially like you say, smelly and you know, medication and stuff. Like, there wasn't, you know, now we have antibiotics and anesthetic, and I'd quite like to keep those actually. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. I'd probably have one of them doctors kind of drill a hole in my skull because saying like you've got <laughs> demons in the brain or something like that. So, you know, I know you got locked up for reading, and then you know, oh no, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah and he long before you called the witch <laughs> yeah. um so do you want to show us your book again that's out on the 1st of may and just tell us again what it's about yeah with me i get the proper copy because that one's got the not for sale sign all over <laughs> um so that is the book escape from arcadia and it's a it's a young adult novel uh so it's about a town that's the town is called Arcadia and it's surrounded by a magical barrier and no one can come in and no one can get out so it kind of causes a bit of hardship in the town where population control you know you can't have enough you can't have too many babies you can only have one child because there's not enough room or resources they hardly ever eat meat and when they do it's from animals that have died of old age um, because they can't afford they haven't got the space to kind of breed and slaughter and stuff like that so you know they'll have a cow they have some cows for milk but they don't kill the cows for beef but when a cow does die you know it's it's party time um and there's so there's kind of conflict in the town where some people believe the barrier protects them and they kind of worship the barrier um but some people want the barrier to come down because a they can see that the town won't survive um, because the you know the quality of the soil is getting poorer, the crops are getting smaller, things are getting tougher, um, and they want to get out. But um, it's kind of the conflict, and the, the main character wants to get out, but he can't tell anybody because you you know he'd be branded a heretic. His parents love the barrier. Um, yeah, but, and it is a spoiler, but it happens, and it's probably expected. But he does get out. <laughs> um, and because he's kind of controlled a lot in the world as well. So he's, you know, you don't choose what job you've got. You just have whatever job is available at the time um, because it's it's dead man's boots. And so once you've come of age, the council assigns you a job and he hates being told what to do, which is a lot like me, I suppose. I, put, I guess that part is, you know, I hate being told what to do. Um, and then he gets out of the town and he thinks, finally, I'm free. And then he gets locked up because, you know, um, and then he, so he's like locked up. And then he gets out of that and then he finds out that he's part of a prophecy 
and it is a bit of the chosen one. But again, he's a bit like, I don't want to, like, I don't want to, I just want to be free. I just want to do whatever I want to do. I don't want to do what they told me to do. I don't want to do what you told me to do. <laughs> so it's kind of his fight against freedom is the main, uh, it's kind of, yeah, free will and destiny is the kind of the balancing, you know, he, you know, he's destined to do something. But he just wants his free will. Awesome. Well, I don't have any more questions for you unless you think there's anything I haven't asked you that you want to tell us about. No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, the book, the book's out now, the paperback, and then yeah, the ebook is available um, from pretty much everywhere: Kobo, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, and the ebook's out on the first of May. And do you want to tell everyone where they can find more about you? Yeah, so um, I'm more most active on Facebook, so there'll probably be a, a link. Um, I, I have a I use my main profile as my main thing because I, I do have a page Nathan on writing. Um, it kind of gets neglected. I just use my main profile for my information about books and things like that. Um, and then you can find me on Twitter at Nathan or Instagram Nathan Scammell author. Um, yeah, and that's it. Awesome. Well, brilliant. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you for having me.